we have all heard perhaps a statement or an opinion that seems to come out of nowhere. Out of the blue, we say. Where did that come from? Here's another one. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. It seems abrupt. It seems to have no connection with prior chapters in James. It just seems to come out of the blue. We need look no further than the scrutiny of the many presidential candidates to understand that those in public positions will have greater scrutiny. And so we're not surprised by this truth from James 3, chapter 3, verse 1, but we are not aware of this writer's context. Where is this coming from? That's why we seldom read the Bible just one verse at a time, because we need what comes before and after to really understand what God is teaching us in the Bible. Verse 2. For all of us make many mistakes, and anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect or complete, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. Recalling that there is a connection to chapter 2, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Now we get it. James is talking about our speech, our tongue. And in doing so, he's building a case for our speech as a tool for a Christian formation. That's a rather harsh message, isn't it? I felt it as it was read this week. I felt it as I read it and pondered it and thought about it. Our tongue is such a small piece of flesh compared to the rest of our body, and yet it has such a powerful influence on those around us. So James builds his case. He builds his case that our tongue has the ability to direct another person with just one or two words of sarcasm or hope or put down or words that build up. Strong power in this tongue. James builds his case more with the story of the horse, a bridle with a bit placed in a horse's mouth, and you can make that horse do whatever you want it to most of the time. Sailboats steer by means of a rudder, this vertical blade in the water that when you turn it, the force is applied, the water is on one side, making the ship go the other way. And so this huge ship, or even a smaller sailboat, In proportion, the rudder has such a powerful influence in shaping the direction of the ship. And then a small, misplaced, lighted match can set a whole fire ablaze. We've read about Western fires in recent years where someone has, accidentally, with just a small something, maybe a cigarette or maybe a a twig left uncared for that was on fire, And left unchecked, it just set thousands of acres on fire, destroyed homes, and so forth. So, a bit and a bridle, a rudder of a ship, and a fire. And they all can be used for good or for evil. And that's the catch. That's his point. 
On the negative end, as James writes, our speech is like a runaway forest fire. This is harsh language, a poison, a deadly poison or a stain on clothing that cannot be removed. Or even more graphic, our tongue can be, is like a restless being which cannot be completely tamed that can just set in place one hell of a mess in our relationships. Now, we have a clue for this reason, for this writing. Not many of you should become teachers. Now we have a clue. We've also heard that it takes seven positive comments to offset a negative one. And Todd shared a Chinese proverb with me. I hope I get it right. It takes four teams of horses to pull, to pull away the effect of a negative comment. Something like that. Is that close enough? Four teams of horses to offset, to actually to retrieve an ill-placed word. So point by point, point by point, James makes the case here. And in verse 9, with our tongue we bless the Lord and curse our brothers and sisters. From the same mouth comes these things. This is not right. In our gospel text today, which we haven't read, Peter in Mark 8, on the one hand, is so thrilled about Jesus and being able to say who Jesus really is, you're the Messiah, and in the same breath, when Jesus starts explaining about how he will be killed and and suffer, and this is God's will, Peter just rebukes Jesus. Out of the same mouth comes both kinds of things. And so while we have no specific context here, no specific context, I don't think we need one. Because the power of the tongue or speech to do good or evil is recognizable across generations and centuries and millenniums. And yet, the tongue is a part of our body, and God said that our body is made good. It's a good thing. It's great. It's part of being made in God's image, including our tongue. So what do we do with all that? Students share some positive influences that may help us answer that question. I had a teacher, I'm quoting, I had a teacher in junior high who knew that I was particularly shy. She would never challenge me and ask me to answer publicly, but instead took me aside and said, I can tell by your facial expressions that you are participating silently and that you know the answers. Another one. I think it wasn't specific words, but the subtle things in her tone of voice and body language that indicated how frustrated she was with my slowness. Four teams of horses. In 11th grade, I was struggling with composition. A new English teacher took the time to point out that there were some good things in my writing He motivated me to work harder on my themes, and before the year was out, I received my first A- on a composition. I still have that composition. I was told by a grade school teacher that my answer was stupid. Four teams of horses. In sixth grade, I had trouble understanding science terms worded other than as glossary meetings in the back of the book. You know how those big, thick books have glossaries and all those fancy words. 
Here's the student's testimony. A teacher told me that I could still know the answers if explained to me the way I understood them. She took time to give me an oral science test. It boosted my confidence, and I was able to do written tests from thereafter. My algebra teacher accused me of asking questions to disrupt the class when, in truth, I was seeking understanding. Four teams of horses. My teacher started the new year by asking us, who feels they'll probably make a mistake this year and not understand everything the first time? And she raised her hand before we could. In 10th grade, my geometry teacher asked if I was dumb because I didn't understand some point he was making for teams of horses. Self-esteem strategies do not require financial costs or a budget, but rather the sensitivity, respect, and caring of my teachers. In elementary school, I asked a question, and the teacher said, weren't you listening? I just answered that. I rarely answered or asked questions after that. Four teams of horses. And then there's a story of a student who kept a positive note in his wallet from his teacher that was found on him years later after dying in an accident. And this from a teacher. Teachers should never, never minimize the, the role they play in influencing students' lives, who not only touch students' minds but their spirits, the way they see and feel about themselves the rest of their lives. Such influence is truly a privilege that can be prized and nurtured. But there are many ways to receive formation. As a recent college graduate, I was teaching school in Sarasota Christian School in Sarasota, Florida. And I was sharing at a PTA meeting at the beginning of the year about my philosophy of physical education and the role that it plays in students' lives. And that included my philosophy of coaching junior high students where I felt strongly that students should pretty much be given a chance to play regardless of their ability. They're junior high. They're sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Now, wouldn't you know, come spring, the baseball season, and about halfway through, a parent came to me after a meeting and said, you know, Mr. Sharp, my son is not playing hardly at all. You said, you said, and you can fill it in, and the next thing he said was, but I'm on your side. This man had great influence in the community, but when he told me that, he told me two things. He reminded me of my, of my what? Of my goal. He reminded me how I'd strayed from that. And then he said, but I'm on your side. I want you to do well. Now, that's formation. So this 22-year-old raw kid trying to teach students and these parents trusting me as a teacher, that was formation for me as a young adult. James concludes this point, this area of text with these words. Does a spring give fresh and brackish water from the same opening? Can a fig tree yield olives or a grapevine 
figs? Does salt water yield fresh water? No louder? No. It's beautiful how he builds and builds, and we can't help but get it. In Matthew 12, 34, Jesus responds to the religious leaders of his day with a parable. We've heard it. A tree is known by its fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Let us in our faith community pay attention to the language we use. May the phrase in Marvin Gaye's song, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, remind us of holy gossip, that subject that Tav is talking about, that reality that we talk about each other all the time in church. It's conversation or reports about other people's private lives. Gossip sometimes is thought of as unkind and can be. But let our speech become holy gossip. May our words in this faith community not only become holy gospel, but may it become like a fire that spreads and restores and renews the earth. May our speech be like the rudder for Christian formation that moves us toward Jesus, that grapevine to whom we are connected. As he said about himself, I am the true vine and you are the branches. May our speech be like holy gossip, For as Zig Ziglar has noticed, you never, never know when a moment and a few sincere words can have an impact on a life. Let's pray. Gracious God, these words from James can seem so harsh And yet you want us to notice, you want us to notice the power of good or evil in our tongue, in our speech. And we take just a moment, Lord, to confess to ourselves those times that we have done well and those times we have failed. Lord, give us the tongue of a teacher for your sake and for your community's sake. Amen.